everyone, and welcome to another episode of Don't Tell Me to Shut Up, because I won't. I'm your host, Jesse, and for this episode, episode five, I thought it would be really, really nice to talk about Disney World. I know that's a pretty vast topic to open up with, but I'm more going to go into my experiences as a late stage Disney park enjoyer and just kind of you know, going into just a little bit of why Disney is so special to me in in my own history with going to the parks and maybe even just some tips that I've picked up over the years on how to make things more affordable when you go. So sit down, strap in, buckle in wherever you may be, and let's dive on into some magical discussions. I also feel like it's important, not important, because I am just talking about, you know, a giant massive corporation and theme parks, but I'm going to use important. I think it's, you know, important that I say that I like, while I do love like the Disney entertainment side of things, what really hit like the perfect niche thing for me was um, the parks and learning about the history of the rides and learning about just the history of just how the parks were built and everything like that. Like, while I do enjoy the movies and things like that, you know, they're a part of my childhood. What really has been great to deep dive into um, is just the, like, the actual theme parks themselves. Um, You know, just because there's so much different history. And, I mean, when you've been growing up with the park or the with the movies you know a lot of it kind of feels repetitive after a point and learning about the theme parks has just been like opening up like a can of worms about a million different things you never knew about and even if i got into it so like when i started going to the parks it was 2012 so there was a definitely a very interesting time of like the like disney world theme parks um i've still been able to see a lot of history uh or things change and and grow and evolve and things that i've had to mourn the loss of and things like that so being able to like see that even in my own short 12 years of being able to go to the parks has been really really cool but that's kind of i've always been a parks person before entertainment since getting into the theme parks so like i said i am kind of a late stage disney park enjoyer i didn't really go often or a lot as a kid i went to animal kingdom in 1998-99 I had a broken arm it was the summer in Florida and all I remember from that experience was just humidity a downpour and getting on the tram back to our car and then subsequently Olive Garden and I think the Olive Garden was probably the thing that I really latched onto the most and, and put Olive Garden on a holy grail for me Um, and then when I was in high school, I went to Epcot, um, like 2009, uh, went to Epcot for one day and I was deeply engrossed in anime at the time. So I was like, 
this park is cool because it has anime and all the other ones are stupid because animal kingdom was dumb when i was eight years old and i don't know what the other two are that one's for kids and then the other one who knows and it's just really annoying high school mentality for um the parks and i didn't really start going um as an adult until i was 21 and that was like the first time i really like I went to Magic Kingdom and then I think like a couple months later I went to um all four of the parks <clears throat> for like the first time in a in a really 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 long time and now obviously being a ADHD neurodivergent little you know early adult it completely consumed my entire being in person and everything about me became disney parks now granted like most people my age you know at the ripe age of 32 i grew up during a time when we had literally every single you know pivotal iconic movie like disney disney animated movie you know whether it be you know the lion king or tarzan or beauty and the beast i mean the list literally goes on and on so like most people i grew up with like disney movies but even watching like the disney video um the disney sing-along videos uh vhs's that we had i had one where they go on like summer vacation they literally go to disney world um and they <clears throat> the whole thing is shot at disney world and just various areas of the park whether it be like at Typhoon Lagoon or I mean literally filming it at Epcot and I just didn't realize as a child that that was um Disney World because I just wasn't familiar so actually going to the parks you know like as a full-fledged adult especially an adult over the age of 21 just completely it became like a completely different experience that I am simultaneously very thankful for that I got to experience at like an older age but also at the same time I do wish that like I could have experienced more of the parks at a younger age just to kind of know like what things used to be like because you know a lot of disney park fans are always like oh my god i miss when horizons existed and i'm like dude i i was alive when horizons existed i don't even <laughs> but i never got to go i just know it existed there's so many things that i wish i could have experienced as like a parks fan that just didn't exist when i started going to the parks so Disney park people, especially Disney World park people, obviously everyone has a ranking for which park is their favorite, which park is their least favorite, and why. And for me, my favorite park is Hollywood Studios. Um, my least favorite park is probably Animal Kingdom, but that's like saying that my, you know, like it's still a good park. It's just the one that I probably frequent the least and then in between that it kind of flip-flops you know between magic kingdom and epcot which one i prefer based on the time and the weather and you know everything like that so but in you know in in overall i've always found ever since i started going to hollywood studios that that park has always been very very um, special and has a very near and dear place in my heart, even with the um, limited time that I have been going. So I kind of wanted to go through each park and talk about why, like wh why each park is, like what, what each park means to me. So we'll start with Animal Kingdom. And so, like I said, my first experience in Animal Kingdom was truly when I was like eight years old. Um, 
I, like I said, I, I really don't remember much. If I really think about it, I can remember like the boneyard where the dino, like dino land is, but like only very briefly. And then I remember one of the aquariums, like, uh, areas near the tree of life where you can go down the stairs and you can see, like, it's just like a little tank with some fishes in it and it's like covered and cool. I remember it cause it was very air conditioned, um, <laughs> compared to the rest of the area <laughs> of that park. So when I first went back to animal kingdom, which, uh, the first time I went back as an adult was, um, I think 2013, um, it, you know, I kind of went into it with the most prejudice because I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I mean, my, my experience in Animal Kingdom was, was so mid-tier, but I was also not taking into consideration that I was eight, that it was the summertime, that I had a broken arm. I didn't even remember the broken arm thing until I saw like a, like a picture of me there and just standing near the tree of life. And I just sit there with my, my, when I broke my arm, it was like up past my elbow. So the cast had my arm in like full L shape and it was over the summer. You imagine you like end your school year with you breaking your arm. And then the entire summer, I, which was a summer where we had to be in a lot of places because we had family pass. And so we were up all over the country and I was like, dang with this broken arm this really this is unfortunate for me i had to go to all these tropical places and all that with a broken arm so i didn't really have a good um memory in my head of animal kingdom and so when i went there um i got to finally ride expedition everest i got to ride dinosaur i got to ride kilimanjaro i may have done kilimanjaro safari when i went the first time but i just don't remember and I got to go on some of the trails and this was prior to when Pandora was built. So it was still at that point in time, a park that closed at like five. Um, and each day we had at like the full amount of time at that park. It was like, we went for four, we went for like a week. So we had four days at each park and then a day at Universal. And I definitely ate a bit of my words um, when going back to Animal Kingdom because there are a lot of really good things about Animal Kingdom where I, I get kind of defensive of because it's one of those things where I overlooked it. And when I started going, I could understand the argument because it was not a full day park where you could be there till nighttime and it took Disney... I mean, I think they're still kind of struggling with what to do with Animal Kingdom past when the sun goes down and obviously not disrupting the animals or anything like that, but Animal Kingdom has a lot to offer if you want to have an experience in a theme park that doesn't feel like a theme park, because there's so many little, there's so many little nooks and crannies and little areas of like being able to like hang out in, the trails are super nice. There's a lot of places to decompress in Animal Kingdom that I do feel like people don't take for, or people take for granted because they just see like Pandora and Expedition Everest, and they're like, that's it. There's nothing else there. But I mean, Expedition Everest, while it's great, it is a beautiful ride. I really feel like what, like I said, what makes Animal Kingdom so special is just the um, the way that people um, underestimate it. And some of the food in Animal Kingdom is like some of like the best, like obviously Satouli Canteen is literally insane. The food there is so good. And um, 
like when when flight of passage and navi river journey opened up i I was one of the crazy people who was waiting like four hours to ride flight of passage i happened to be there the summer that it opened and i was like i'm on it and i waited i think a total of like seven hours one day to like ride it twice which in hindsight is insane but you know what i had so much fun with it and um now when we go to the parks i you know we usually devote a solid day or like like a half day to to animal kingdom because there's obviously the core things that you want to get done i prefer animal kingdom in like the morning and afternoon than i do like it's good and it's tough because like each park can be really good at certain times of the day for certain reasons so with animal kingdom i always associate it with early morning getting in line for um flight of passage and and waiting the amount of time that I used to wait to go because I was a I was a pass holder for like from like 2016 through about 2021 I was heavily going to the parks all the time so I was there often mornings waiting in line and there's something very like when you're not waiting in line for flight of passage there's something very relaxing and calming about animal kingdom that um you just like stopping and smelling the roses at disney is one again one of the most underrated things to do but it's obviously something where if you don't live there and you're not a local you're not going to do that like i would never go and stop and smell the roses at disney if i wasn't there all the time um or at least used to be there all the time rest in pieces i'd love to get my pass back but you know those things are expensive but animal kingdom i really love even if i don't love it as much as the other parks i love it when i really want to go on dinosaur and be silly goofy and quote the whole ride and i will defend dinosaur to the death i do not care it was one of those rides that i didn't really care for at first but then when we started making a meme out of it and like riding it with no one else in the vehicle and just being like quoting dr seeker like the whole time it just became a lot more fun and i think that that's kind of something that disney is for me is uh you know yeah it's these amazing experiences but it's also like the memories that you make in those experiences that make it even more special. So even if dinosaur may not be a fun ride to anyone else, I really love my time on dinosaur because we'd be, we'd be acting really silly and stuff. But yeah, animal kingdom, it's always the one that we go to probably the least, but I don't think that that discredits it from any other of the theme parks and being just a wonderful, well-rounded experience. What I do think would be really, really cool is to eventually kind of like deep dive into talking about each of the parks or like more of the, like what do, what how like what I would do my ideal day at each park or what restaurants I would suggest. Because I think like even as someone who doesn't live in Florida, is not a local, I feel like I have been to a significant amount of places there to kind of give a good judgment on those kind of things and like while there are delicious places like satuli there's also great places like nomad lounge there's also yak and yeti there's also flame tree barbecue oh my god just the the there's a lot more to deep dive into that i can't just (laughs) fit in like a 10 minute dissertation on why animal kingdom deserves your attention but we'll get into that at some point now i'm gonna I think I'm going to talk about Epcot next because Epcot is the only other park that I had prior experience to other than Animal Kingdom before I really started going. And like I said, I was a big weeb at the time when I first went to Epcot. 
And so the only thing I really cared about, which of course in hindsight, I just want to like be like, shut up, high school Jesse, shut up, um, was uh, Japan, going to the Japan Pavilion and shopping in Mitsukoshi and being like, yeah, I love anime. And I got, I got my name written in uh, Chinese in the China Pavilion because I am super cool. Um, so we're better now. Uh, I definitely look at Epcot in a way that I feel like of all the parks besides, no, that's not true. Because Animal Kingdom opened in 98, right? So most of my experiences with Animal Kingdom have been pretty consistent with what has been there. I remember when, um, like Mickey and Minnie's, um, campground was there where Lion King, uh, the show Lion King used to be before Pandora was built. Like I, I remember that and I remember even seeing the parade that was there, but then you go to like the older three and you can easily right off the bat, just be like, damn, I really wish I could have gone to Epcot in the eighties. There's literally no freaking way I would have been able to go to Epcot in the eighties, but damn, I wish I could have gone to Epcot in the eighties. I feel like I lament the most about Epcot and, and what could have been or what I could have experienced. Like, at the time when we went to Epcot, when I was in high school, we did not go on test track. And then I later, when I went to Epcot, you know, uh, a couple years later, they had already revamped test track to what it currently is now with um, like the, the, the futuristic Tron, whatever. And so I didn't get to experience crash test dummies test track, which would have been really, really cool. But I just, I didn't know. <laughs> so there's just no way I would have been able to experience it. Um, but going to Epcot, I feel like it just makes me sad because there's so many aspects of future world. I'm going to zero in on future world specifically because we all know that that's where it is. There's so many things that used to exist in future world where I just, there's no way I would have been able to experience it. There's just no way. By the time I started going to Epcot, the electric umbrella was what was there. <laughs> and Interventions East and West were their own things, whatever. Um, and and Horizons was dead and in the ground. Um, Imagination was the iteration that it has been for a very long time. And I at least got to experience Soren, but I didn't get to experience anything that existed prior to Soren existing in the land. Um, and I didn't get to experience the seas and I didn't get to experience, you know, the, I did get to experience the universe of energy. I have that going for me at some point in my time, I did go on the universe of energy and I had no idea what I was getting myself, um, like what I was signing myself up for, you know, the 45 minutes that that, uh, attraction was. Um, so I do have that and I, you know. There's a lot that I just, I lament about Epcot. Um, I do love going for the festivals. I hate to say I, I am a massive fan of, I think all of the festivals, I think if I'm going to rank them, it's like Festival of the Arts is, it's tied for number one with food and wine, but because I think Festival of the Arts is just the most unique of the festivals, I know that's crazy. Uh, like most people would not put festival of the arts, uh, farts is, you know, you got to call it, you know, as, as we would call it, you know, most people would not put that as their first. They'd usually put flower food and wine or flower and garden. I feel like I usually see people put flower, um, and garden as their, their number one. And it is a beautiful, 
um, festival at Epcot. But personally, I just love the art. And I remember like going to Festival of the Arts was like the first time I started going as the festival started. So it felt really cool to like kind of be a part of that and to see what it's kind of grown into now. I feel like Festival of the Holidays is probably the one I would rank as the least good. But even then, all of the festivals usually have some decent options. And I do love Epcot for the just the it is a good way to get a leisurely stroll in. I am very much a high key defensive living with the land fan. I did get to experience Maelstrom when it was there. Uh, I only wrote it once. And you know what? That was plenty. <laughs> it was plenty of time. I think I, I rode Maelstrom when I went to Epcot for the first time, like as like a 21 and up. And I remember being like, what the hell? And then like, I think it was literally the next year that they were like, hey, we're closing Maelstrom for, for, for Frozen. And I was like, oh my God, that ride I only rode one time. Crazy. Oh, I know people get really passionate about their uh, their ride demolish. I mean, I can't say anything. Once we start talking about Hollywood Studios, it's gonna be it's gonna be over for all of you. But like I said, with Epcot, there's so much that I lament never being able to experience because there's just there's just no way I could have. But there is something so you know how like when you when you when you like close your eyes and you think about a place that you really really love, you can picture like you standing in wherever that place is and like the the feeling the temperature the sounds the smells the everything when i think of epcot i think of standing in front of spaceship earth bright and early first thing in the morning with like a cool breeze and the initial epcot entrance music that used to play you you know you you know the epcot music that used to play when you walked into this That to me, I can just see myself on a crystal clear day. It's just a little breezy out and it's a little chilly because Epcot does already naturally have like a breeze to it, but it's got like a little chill in the breeze, like like Florida's giving you like a tiny break and you look up and you see Spaceship Earth and it's just sitting there looking beautiful, looking back down at you and you're just like, yeah, I am just here. The monorail like slowly like going over your head like as you're like walking up to the parks and you can kind of hear the monorail but it's never loud enough that it's like abrasively loud. It's just that is my perfect Epcot morning. Oh my gosh. And then like on the flip side, leaving Epcot at night and hearing that same entrance music and seeing Epcot lit up with like the purples and the oranges and seeing the fountain and then also the addition of the um statue that they added a couple years ago and having it feel like you're like actually getting to experience epcot uh like how it was when it was was like at the height of its time in like the late 80s early 90s like that oh oh i love an epcot morning oh my goodness now i i will say that epcot is one of the parks where I do feel like there is a lot that um, could be improved. Uh, I know that they just finished up their massive renovations and I haven't been to experience it yet. So it's not, it's not my call to be like, I don't like the new Moana area and I don't like the new sitting area. Like, I, I can't say that until I experience it full. That's not happening. I'm not going to be that person, but I really wish at some point that they'll really lean into just like <laughs> i feel like this is just never going to happen so i'm just saying it for the sake of saying it but i would love to see epcot 
be a like a a new version of what it used to be back in like the you know the 80s and 90s but that really can't happen because they got rid of the interventions buildings um which i do remember going through at certain points you know like on it was innovation interventions east like if you're going towards um uh, test track and all that i remember going into that one and seeing like what was there at the time but like Innova- innovations west was where you just met people and it always just smelled like a bathroom around there for some reason and i just never liked that it always smelled like a bathroom if you're walking through that hallway it always smelled like there was a toilet nearby which is so why i don't know why i don't know why but epcot had i love watching things from epcot's like prior times or like watching videos on the rides that used to exist there because it does harken back to a time that just I truly would have never been able to experience. Now, that is why I feel like I'm such a big defender of things like Living with the Land um, because rides like Living with the Land just don't exist in Epcot anymore. And I know that it's not even the full version of what it used to be, like obviously. Like I know, I know the history, I get it, but man, I would have loved to just experience like, well, I would have loved to experience living with the land like that. It is usually my first ride every time when we go to Epcot because it's the easiest one to get on. So yeah, but um, the history of Epcot, I find to be fascinating and just the building of Spaceship Earth and everything, considering she's park number two, you have to give it to her for like changing the game and obviously becoming the thing that Walt was like, we call it Epcot. Like, obviously it's not, what walt wanted built you know he wasn't thinking we want you know experimental prototype community of tomorrow and that's just you going on frozen um but the iteration of epcot that we got i do really enjoy um there's things that i wish that could be you know i wish there could be more from epcot but i also treasure the time that I have there still. Like I would love to just pop into Festival of the Arts right now and get one of those brie bowls. Oh my gosh, the brie bowls are so good. I love the food in Epcot. I love the food in every park. And Epcot, I did make a big point when I was going frequently to try all these different restaurants that were there. Um, Cause like what, you know, when there's festivals happening all the time, you don't really feel like you should go to a restaurant. But before Festival of the Arts was created, I was going to a lot of the park restaurants like in the early points of the year when it was actually like quiet and really cold. Um, and Epcot will always have that special place. They all have a special place. I mean, it's, it's like, it's like, I assume this is what like children is like, you know, like I love all of the parks for such different reasons because they all represent something very different to me. But obviously like Epcot having probably been the park I've almost been to the most, like there is a little bit of like, I do lament when I go to Epcot about what, could be but there's really nothing i can do about it so i just kind of blue sky imagineer and hope someday that we'll go back to a time where not every ride is based off of a movie but you know i didn't say nothing oh magic kingdom the park that started it all figuratively and literally now while epcot got my foot in the door of just experiencing the parks as like an older person uh, magic kingdom blew the roof off and completely catapulted me into an obsession with learning everything about the parks and experiencing everything about the parks and you never forget well at least in my case you never forget the first time you went 
and it happened for me like in in like late December in between Christmas and New Year's and it was a rainy day a uh, rainy night into a rainy morning so it was very empty in Magic Kingdom to start so it was just walking down Main Street and seeing the castle for the first time you never at least for me you never forget it and it was Christmas time and they were playing all the Christmas music and I got to it was very cold that day and I got to like watch the the Christmas fireworks because it was in between Christmas and New Year, so they were just playing the ones that play during Very Merry Christmas Party. Of course, learning in hindsight. Um, and I got to ride pretty much everything because of the fact that it rained. And when I went to Magic Kingdom, it was still when they were doing traditional fast passes. So we would, you know, I think we booked it to get a fast pass for Space Mountain. And then I went on the People Mover, and I remember being absolutely petrified. Because obviously you can't, if you go on the people mover, you can't hear or you can hear everything from Space Mountain, but you can't see anything if you're there like in the morning when the sun is out. If you're there at nighttime, you can kind of, your eyes are adjusted better. You can see a little bit more of Space Mountain. But when you're there like bright and early first thing, you can't see anything. And it was terrifying. And I was like, oh my God, my hand's going to be chopped off. It wasn't. Spoiler alert, it wasn't. But Magic Kingdom really started everything off for me. And there is so much history to that park now i will say <laughs> caveat um it's the hardest park to get into <laughs> everyone knows that it is the park that takes the longest to get from your car to the entrance of the park there's a lot of ways around it if you're lucky but if you're going to the ttc you're in for a solid 40 30 40 minutes of just getting from there to there it's like being stuck in traffic but you have a lot more walking it's not actually traffic you're just you're just you just can't get there any quicker because what if the monorail's down what if the ferry's full what if you have to wait you can't i mean you could walk to magic kingdom from from ttc but that's also a, a long it's a long walk you know it's like a mile mile and a half um now, so like, and I understand also that Magic Kingdom, <clears throat> because of the nature of the park, is the busiest one. It is the one, if I think about it, it's probably the one next to Epcot that I've probably seen the most not great interactions with guests and cast members because that the the entitlement, especially in Magic Kingdom, I feel like you turn the volume up real high because that's just the one where there's the castle and everybody expects it to be this magical experience. So it's definitely the one that can have the most drama. And I've been, I mean, no, I've, I mean, realistically speaking, I've probably been to Magic Kingdom the most because if I, when I had my pass and there'd be times when I would just be driving to Florida, like really late and getting there like later, it would be the park that I would go to, to just drop in. Like I remember one time I went on New Year's Day, um, 2018 New Year's Day, and I just dropped in for like the evening and it was really cold because you know I, i'll fight anybody florida gets very very cold at certain times of the year and the humidity is still at like 70 80 percent so it's just bitter like cold that cuts through anything i had been driving all day and i went to magic kingdom and i just walked on to like every ride and i was like what is happening and it's just because it was the day after new year so everybody was like dead um and it would just be <laughs> popping in for a couple hours, popping out. I probably go to, and I still go to Magic Kingdom probably the most because there's always rides that I can just go on. It has the most rides. So you can always jump on something. 
and my favorites from Magic Kingdom. I should have probably said this for the other ones, but I really love, I love me some Haunted Mansion. I love me some People Mover. I love Carousel of Progress. <laughs> Shock and awe. Tiki Room, while I do love Tiki and I do love Tiki Room, I do it if there's usually everywhere else is full. I do love Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, Gosh, obviously Space Mountain, Big Thunder. Uh, I liked Splash Mountain, obviously past form, um, only sometimes because it was just a ride that you couldn't guarantee that you wouldn't either be soaked or just a little wet. And I just don't like getting wet (laughs) on my rides. Looking at you, Ripsaw Falls and Universal, I hate you. I hate you so much. That one, I have a personal vendetta against. I hate that ride. But everything in Magic Kingdom really harkens back to just, I picture some of the rides and how they exp- how they were experienced when the park opened or when the rides first opened in the park. It obviously is the oldest. So when the 50th anniversary happened three years ago, I obsessively love watching the specials for like uh, Epcot Studios and Magic Kingdom specifically because obviously they're the oldest. So they have the most kitschy, campy uh, opening specials. And there was a special for Magic Kingdom that came out with Julie Andrews where she's just dancing, like at certain points, just dancing through Magic Kingdom with no one there. And so I made (laughs) an outfit to wear based on that. I think we were there the day after the actual anniversary of the opening of magic kingdom because we didn't want to be there on that day i think it was because we were going to horror nights either way i i do love magic kingdom i cannot tell a lie i (laughs) even if it is a pain in the butt to get into um me and my boyfriend were uh on property in december and we just happened to go and take a sit We like walked, so we parked to the Polynesian, had lunch there, and then we took the monorail to um, uh, Grand Floridian and then walked from Grand Floridian to Magic Kingdom and just sat there like just people watching, which again, stop and smell the roses. I don't have an annual pass right now and I don't like making people have to, you know, I just, sometimes the money's not there and you just can't get in. It's, that's just how it is. So what do you do? You, there's a billion and one things to do at Disney World without going into the parks. And so we, me and my boyfriend just sat there watching people go into Magic Kingdom or try to get into Magic Kingdom and, you know, just listening to the Christmas music outside of the park. And it's a little sad. It's a little sad. You know, you can, we, we can say it. it's a little sad. But it was still a very nice thing that I was able to do. And so... While my time in the parks is not as excessive as it used to be, um, which probably is for the best because it, it is still pricey, even if you do everything right, there are just things that you just can't cut costs on. It's still just a really special park to me that there's so many little nooks and crannies in Magic Kingdom that you can explore. And there's so many memories, so many memories I have in Magic Kingdom of like, places that I sat where I watched things, taking my family or taking my parents there a couple of years ago, like experiencing the electrical parade for like the last time. And there's so much about Magic Kingdom that like I I truly do enjoy. I, I, I can't deny that while it is probably 
the one that most people is people easily either pick Magic Kingdom or they pick Epcot for their favorites, or if they'll be contrarian and pick Animal Kingdom, which is not a not a wrong choice. None of them are wrong choices. But most of the time, I feel like people pick Magic Kingdom or they'll be on the opposite end of the spectrum and they'll say Magic Kingdom is just for babies. And I add to that, I say, have you been on Carousel Progress? Have you had the delicacy of the people mover? No. You're just talking about going on the on Dumbo. Okay. So there are more things to do in Magic Kingdom besides the rides that are designed for children. I'm not going on Astro Orbiter. I don't need that. I don't need that smoke. I've been there, done that. But there is so much history in Magic Kingdom that I feel like it makes up for the fact that some of the rides are geared more towards a younger audience. Um, and it also is the park where they usually do most of the events. So if you're ever wanting to experience, you know, like Not So Scary or um, Very Merry, which I haven't been to Very Merry, but I have been to Not So Scary, um, it's the park to go to for those kind of things. Now, it's also the park you cannot drink in. And if that bothers you, it is something that you can't do there. But there are ways. You know, you can go to the restaurants and you can have a nice glass of wine or champagne there. Personally, I prefer just... Hopping on that monorail to that Polynesian and getting me a... Uh, what do I like from, from there? I mean, if Sam's isn't open, I would go to Tambu and get a Polynesian Mai Tai, probably. Just because it's nice, simple, and it's not too expensive. And then you just get a little... You get a little drink, and you go back over to Magic Kingdom, and maybe your friend had a back scratcher because you bought him a back scratcher after he had gotten a really expensive ticket... Uh, on World Drive, and we you you get him a little drunk, and you go on Space Mountain, and he literally makes your sides feel like they're splitting open because he's screaming on Space Mountain about how he's gonna get scoliosis because of how aggressive Space Mountain is, and it's just a really really fun time. <laughs> that's just a hypothetical example, though. Of course, that's literally never actually happened to me ever. So, all right, boys, it's that time. It's time for me to be psychotic about Hollywood Studios. Now, I am very, very annoying about Hollywood Studios. I'm very annoying when I go to Disney, but like not in like a, it's, it's truly, let me, let me, let me get on my soapbox here for a second. Going to Disney World is for me like a mental reset. I feel like whenever I'm down in the dumps, and especially when I had my past, whenever I'd be down in the dumps and I was just like, just really need to just go to Disney, breathe, breathe in some Disney air, and then come back and I'm good. That's what I do. I just go to Disney, breathe in some Disney air, come back and I'm good. And Hollywood Studios was the sleeper park that I just didn't know was going to hit the way it did. Um, and it hit me right at the time where like electric swing was coming to be a thing and everybody was dressing like, you know, everybody had their their bangs and a little bump and like everybody was listening to electric swing. I would go swing dancing. So like imagine me walking into Hollywood Studios and seeing Sunset Boulevard and seeing Tower of Terror for the first time, being absolutely petrified of it, but just being in awe of a park that made me just feel like I was in my happy place and that's i know everybody i mean you see a billion and one shirts of it when you're there i know disney is my happy place yes it's cringe i know but there is a there is a truth to it that is all i'm saying there is a truth to it where it is my happy place and 
I I really, really feel like Hollywood Studios just changed everything. Now, when I went for the first time, it was when the Sorcerer Mickey hat was still up. Personally, hot take, I thought it was really ugly. I did not like it there. I, I didn't know any better, but I did not like it. I thought it was a bit of an eyesore. And I thought its time had gone. And it was also had been there for, what, 13 years at that point? It was created, I think, if I'm not mistaken, at the turn of, like, 99 into 2000. So, like, it had been there for a very, very long time. And so I know a lot of people associate memories with that hat and shows that used to take place on the stage there. I think she's ugly, okay? I think she's very, very ugly. So I think the next time I went to Hollywood Studios, which I think was two years later, they had gotten rid of it. And so I, and at that point I was full tilt 2015, Jesse at Hollywood studios. That was a time I had like, I will get there going to Hollywood studios and experiencing great movie ride and tower of terror. I don't think I went on rock and roller coaster that time, but that's fine. Um, and seeing the streets of America and going on backstage tour which was the first and only time i got to go on backstage tour and seeing the props and the sets uh or i think it was just mostly props they had a bunch of props from movies in the the, the warehouse that's right next to backstage tours near muppet vision i can't remember um it was like it altered the chemistry in my brain i never thought i knew about tower of terror right everybody who knows me knows how crazy i am about tower of terror there was a time when there was no way in hell that you were going to get me on that ride. I, I'm not really a big, I'm, I, I like thrilling rides, but that's not what I'm there for. I can go, I've been to Bush Gardens, I've been to SeaWorld, I've been to Universal, I've been on, at least to the point of 2020, all the roller coasters that were new. I love some of them, but they're usually over really quickly. Sometimes they give me headaches sometimes they've made me nauseous never sick but you know but that's not what i care about that's not like my niche for like theme parks i i i love a good thrilling ride but it's i won't die if i don't go on rock and roller coaster now no tower of terror though the second that i walked into that lobby that probably changed the chemistry in my brain forever because nothing compares to walking into the Hollywood Tower Hotel lobby for the first time and you smell the must and you see the cobwebs and it's got that music that kind of sounds like whales to my parents. Um, it's just such a good ride. And the way that it operates is incredible. I could literally sit in that lobby for hours. I could sit staring at it. And I have <laughs> for a long amount of time, I will find my little spot on sunset and I will just sit there and I'll look at tower of terror and I'll just be like, this is it. This is peak. I cannot get any higher than this. It only is downhill after this point. Something about tower of terror changed everything for me. And also like, I already really love movies. I really love, um, theatricality not necessarily like in a, a way that i really love theater but i just really love feeling like i'm in a movie and at that time hollywood studios wasn't really a favorite park for most people right because it was before galaxy's edge <laughs> it was before toy story land which um 
And so a lot of people thought that Hollywood Studios was a half-day park, which for me, I, n- I never thought it was a half-day park because I felt like I could spend all day there. That I am a very, very big Hollywood Studios apologist. Um, and even though I didn't get to experience MGM when it was at its height and getting to experience the backstage tour at its height, when it was like full tilt going through sets and everything. I mean, I've watched as much as I can on the history of Backlot Studio Tour. Um, But getting to experience studios, at least in its more shattered form, and a lot of people I know are really jaded about the fall of MGM into the turn of Hollywood Studios. And it's very understandable. You know, I came in not knowing anything and thinking that Hollywood Studios was just like the park. You know, I... I got to be on Great Movie Ride when it was still, like, not over-narrated and and stuff. Like, I got to experience at least the most full form of Great Movie Ride that I could. It literally changed. I I say that about a lot about Hollywood Studios, but it literally changed everything. I had never experienced the movie Alien before. And that set and going through it, even as, like, a 21-year-old, scared the shit out of me. It was crazy! I love it. Oh, I, this is, this is, you know, like I said earlier, some people in the parks are very crazy about change in, in Disney and they hold on to the ride like it is their own child and they get very angry and sometimes the anger is justified. I won't, I won't deny it. Sometimes the anger is justified. Sometimes it's not. I cried like a tiny baby child when they closed Great Movie Ride. And I don't much care for Runaway Railway. I'll say it. I think it's fine. It is a ride in Hollywood Studios. So therefore, by proxy, it is something I try to enjoy. But Great Movie Ride was so uniquely special to me because it gave people who may have not experienced those movies a like a, like a very safe way to experience them. And if you are curious you can go forth with it so that's what i did when i eventually wanted to start watching like alien and stuff it really introduced me to that movie and it's now one of my favorites um so studios has received probably i think of the four the most change uh in in recent times i very much lament the loss of the streets of america but I can also look at it pretty critically and recognize that there really wasn't anything that they were doing with it by the time that I was experiencing it. I got to go and I got to see Osborne Family Lights. Um, we'd made like the trek when we learned it was going to be the final year that they were going to have it. So at that point, it was like, a, okay, well, we know and Disney's going to let, you know, they're going to give it one more Christmas. So we got to experience it in its, in, in its form. I am very thankful for that. Um, but I recognize that there really wasn't a lot to do in Hollywood studios in the time when they were, you know, when they started building galaxy's edge, um, and to the time of now, but I still kind of (laughs) miss streets of America and I still kind of miss, I mean, I do miss backlot studio tour. I miss great movie ride. There's a lot of things at studios that makes me very bittersweet, but I also just, there's so much that I know that they hopefully like won't touch like Hollywood Boulevard, Sunset Boulevard that I know I'm safe. 
Uh, I don't think that they are deleting Call uh, Tower of Terror anytime soon. And to people, there's you know, there's like a subgenre of people who think that they know a lot about the parks, and then they'll say things like, "Did you know that they're getting rid of Tower of Terror?" Uh, they, yeah, I heard that they're replacing it with Guardians, and you'll just be like, "You mean like the one in California that that Tower of Terror that did get replaced with?" guardians mission breakout is that the one you're referring to and they'll be like no 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 no. they they're actually getting rid of the tower of terror in hollywood studios and you're like no 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 because i'm insane and i keep up with things enough that i would know that if they were and also if you know anything about disney history hollywood studios has the original tower of terror and so almost every form of tower of terror that exists is different from the predecessor. So the one in Tokyo is a completely different story than the one in Paris, than the one in California, than ours. And so like ours is the original. Now, do I doubt that maybe there will be a point where the Twilight Zone contract comes into play? Yes, of course. But that is not the discussion that we're having. And I don't think that they would get rid of Tower of Terror and replace it with something IP. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I've eaten my words from Disney before. So, (laughs) but there's just... (sighs) There is so much I have seen change and in, in Hollywood studios and and it makes me sad, but also there's so much that still stays the same. So like picture this. We went to Disney in um October to go to uh uh Halloween Horror Nights. Oh my goodness gracious, which will be another thing that I'll go off about because Halloween Horror Nights is incredible and I I love it. But we had one day where we were gonna go to the parks and we wanted to go ride Tron at Magic Kingdom. And we wanted to see what else we could accomplish. We hit up studios most likely at the end of the day. And we, I, this is the first time I had had a reservation to sci-fi dine-in, sci-fi drive-in, sci-fi as we call it. I had a reservation for sci-fi. It was the first time I had been since 2019. It's one of my favorite places to eat at in Hollywood studios. I know the food's not that great. It's the atmosphere. I really, really love the atmosphere. I know. And so we go to sci-fi. And we get pretty decent seats and it's not the latest reservation, but it kind of teeters into being almost at the point of our Oga's reservation. And when we walk in there, uh, I was just instantly transported back to every time that I had been to Hollywood studios um, before galaxy's edge had opened even before it was announced because sci-fi is essentially the same, like the menus changed, but it's essentially the same building. And it's just such, it was such an overwhelming, uh, over, oh my goodness, got so excited. It was such an overwhelming wave of nostalgia that I had not experienced in Hollywood studios in a very, very long time. I will go off about Galaxy's Edge because there's a lot about Galaxy's Edge that I love and there's a lot that I feel like they could improve. Um, going to Oga's and leaving and having the last reservation and being the only ones in Hollywood studios is my favorite thing to do. And now Oga's is the best place to do that. That's a sad point. I think for me with why, like why Hollywood studios is my favorite. Yes. It's the the atmosphere. I think that's partially, if not mostly why I love Hollywood studios, because it makes me feel like it's consistently just going to always be like that in the same way that like when you go to magic kingdom, Main Street USA isn't going to go anywhere, right? It's always going to be Main Street USA. Maybe they'll add or subtract over the years, but it's always going to be walking down Main Street to get to the castle. And walking into Hollywood Studios, it's always going to be Hollywood Boulevard. 
and then Sunset Boulevard uh, for, for Miss Tower. Um, there's just so much about it. I, I, I mean, there was like a height, like a heyday between like 2015 through 2019, just four solid years uh, of being a very, very lucky person to go to Hollywood Studios because they were doing so much in like Launch Bay. If you're a Star Wars fan, you know. And it was tough because like on the other end of the spectrum, they got rid of Star Wars weekends, which I got to experience only very slightly one time in 2015 when we went to Hollywood Studios and I got to like experience it just a touch. But I, I again, it's one of those things where I didn't know at the time what it was. So I didn't know to savor it because it was going to eventually be gone. But Launch Bay kind of became its own thing. And we would go and we would meet all of the Jawas. And I would go and I would make fun of Kylo Ren. And I would go and I'd meet Chewie sometimes. And then they started bringing in Marvel characters over at um, One Man's Dream. And I would meet, um, I met, gosh, I met Moana there. She's not a Marvel character. I met Peter Quill. I met... Is there anyone else that we met there? Strange was never there. So it's just like, I was really big in um, meeting characters prior to like COVID. So it was just a great time. And like the Jawas. Oh my gosh. I literally would give anything to see the Jawas again. The streets of like uh, the street performers that used to be the people of Hollywood. Street. Oh gosh, I'm blanking on their names. The people that used to just be like the characters that used to be um, in hollywood studios like on sunset and they would just oh my gosh they were literally so i love hollywood studios if you can't tell it has created amazing friendships for me i'm sure for some people it's not their favorite and i understand that that's why every park is special for their own different reasons but man the memories i have made in hollywood studios before during and after all of the massive renovations it's just it's still one of my favorite places to go to. And as of late, it's been the park that I usually close out in. Like we'll spend the first half of the day in one park and then we'll end in Hollywood studios. And that harkens back for me to like prior years where we would go to um, like fifties prime, fifties prime time dining and we would get a late reservation and then we would go and we would just walk up sunset and just sit there. And there was one time where I did and I brought my camera, like my DSLR camera, and I took pictures of me like sitting on sunset with no one else there um, because I could. I'm indifferent on Fantasmic, I should probably say. I haven't seen the new one yet, so I'm going to shut up because, I again, I feel like I can't speak on Disney experiences until I experience them. But I'm indifferent on, uh, on Fantasmic. I miss nighttime things in the parks and i miss the star wars fireworks i don't know if they still do them or not because like i said i'm usually in ogas uh which is its own experience which we need to go off about galaxy's edge but i'd like to just do like a whole episode about each part of hollywood studios um if you guys want to hear that because if not i'm still gonna make it anyways but <laughs> i just i am very thankful that i have been able to experience studios as much as i have and I can't wait to see what the future brings for that park. I know that they're kind of stagnant at the moment, but I know that it's not the end for her. She and I, we go way back. We, 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 we have a history. And I, as, as my friends 
regretfully know when I go to studios, I literally take internally. This is only just with me and my friends is my bit. This is my bit. I pretend like I own Hollywood studios and that it is all mine because in my brain, it is mine. <laughs> But I don't put that on anyone. It's just a walking down Sunset or Hollywood Boulevard and being like, oh, here in Hollywood, this is my driveway. And that over there, that's my garage. Just being really annoying. I love, like I said, to start, I love being annoying about being in studios. And it it's like a it's like a sleeper agent. It just sits there dormant waiting until like I'm either there or I'm talking about it. And then I'm like giddy. Like I'm sitting here giddy. Like I'm actually about to go inside of Hollywood studios and I'm not, Oh, someone save me and let me go or, or, or give me an annual pass so I can go again. <laughs> either way. I love Miss Hollywood studios and the memories that she has given me. And that is why she is my number one of all the parks. It's like I said, though, man, I could, uh, that's a solid wrap up, I think, on my end of just all of the parks and why I love each different park. I would love to deep dive into the history of the parks or just blue sky talk about things that I would do in the parks. Because like I said, there is a lot of lamenting that I do for especially Epcot and um, I guess Hollywood Studios. Um, well, no, that's not true. It's Epcot Studios and Magic Kingdom. I feel like there's a lot of lamenting of things that I would change to just make the parks more efficient and also add unique, more unique experiences. And we will see in these next coming years how Disney reacts to the fact that Universal is literally about to drop the biggest theme park, you know, opening that we've had probably since Epcot 81 with dropping a whole new theme park with a bunch of, sh you know, a bunch of new things in it. We'll see. Um, but yes, I, I, I would, you know, as a Disney adult, I feel it is important to talk about my favorite things with the parks. Um, I'd love to hear what you all love or hate about the parks. I have always fascinated to have a parks discussion or, you know, if you, if you haven't been to Disney world before, what is like your, what is your thoughts on just like, how do you view the parks? Like, I just want to know like how everyone like viewed it. Cause I know how I viewed it before I went. And then obviously like I went and it was different, but either way, thank you so much for joining me on this very long journey of me talking about Hollywood studios and also the other three. Um, I will have my episodes back. It's been a bit of a busy month, but I have episodes planned out. We're still going to discuss Inuhele. I just kind of took a little bit of a sidebar here to talk about Disney so that you guys could have some new content, but we will be talking about Inuhele. I've got plans to talk about some Tiki Bar stuff. We're going to talk about some more Star Wars stuff. So thank you so much for sticking around. I will see you guys next time. Have a great day. Bye.